check, check. Mic check. Welcome everybody, July 2nd, 2015, happy Independence Day people, coming up on Saturday, yeah Canada Day was yesterday though, that's the one we all really care about, happy Canada Day, it's a great day. Fly Race and Moto 6 Show presented by InFab coming at you. Round 7, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships coming to you from Redbud this weekend. Redbud! Uh, I hate when I do that. I hate when the announcers do that. And I hate that I, I hate myself for just doing that right there. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Wygant, Thomas, I think Andrew Short will be on the show. Talk a little bit of Redbud, talk a little bit about Shorty's recovery, when he's looking to come back. And Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear, people. They produce a full range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to look at their hard parts and uh, also mountain bike parts as well. They make some great mountain bike stuff. So please check them out, flyracing.com. We thank them for coming on. And uh, nfab, n-fab.com, probably made in Houston, Texas, U.S. of A. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from nfab, n-fab.com. Hawkins Yamaha Off-Road Team, JGR Yamaha Team with uh, Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. N-Fab.com has been a big part of those guys' program, and uh, we thank them for making this show possible. 702-586-7857. We're going to take your calls about uh, anything, really. Red Bud related, the series related. You want to talk some Supercross? You want to talk some Ryan Villapoto? You can do that. And uh, much more. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis with, with you, uh, as usual, for this hour-long show. Producing the show, holding things down, um, taking the calls, uh, doing that kind of stuff. The Tits Legendary. We can do this all year long. What's up, Tits? Hello. Hey, we're giving away a Fly Strider bike. Yes. You, what want, is, me, you want me to tell them about it? Yeah, what is okay. it? Okay. So if anybody it, Does it work there... for Basset Hounds? Probably not. Okay. No. no. Okay. Um, you need to have opposable thumbs for mm. the handle. Well, the one of them just knocked the remote off the table. It's just true. Apparently, he's got some sort of action. Yeah. So, if you don't know what a strutter bike is, if you have any kids that are around three or maybe four years of age, what is? It's a bicycle uh, that doesn't have pedals. So the way you move is you you, know, you use your feet to push yourself along. It's designed to help somebody learn how to ride a bike. You know, with the balance and the steering and stuff like that. So. I personally had one for my own child when he was that age, and now he's a little maniac on a bike, so they're definitely worth getting. You uh, you had a fly racing one? No, oh. I, I had a Strider. The, the, oh. This is a the, – the fly racing bikes are made by Strider. Okay. And so I oh. had exactly the same one, only okay. it was Strider, you know, but same f- thing. Do you feel like your um, 
your kid would have done better had it been a fly racing bike instead of just a Strata bike? I'd say probably 95% sure he would have been at least 10% better if it was a fly racing bike. Are you a little worried about your guy Ryan Dungey this weekend? Nope. That's why I said we can do this all year long. He's not great at uh, Red Bud usually, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, We'll see about that. I mean, he still gets on the podium, though. Yeah. So nope. right. every week we just another push. And, well, he went over the bars uh, this weekend. I'm sure your heart uh, stopped. Huh? I you're a little done. Started crying when I wow. saw that happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, because he was right there. Mm-hmm. I was worried about the mud, you yeah. know, because he didn't have a great performance last year. Right. I was worried. First moto, I'm like, yes, it's in the bag. And then he had the whole yeah. shot almost. Yeah. You don't no, see no, Dunge no, cartwheel no. like that and go over the bars. No. Like that's <laughs> no, that's don't. very undunge like. Yeah. He was pissed, too, after the race. Oh, I bet. He was not happy. Now, here's a question, and I'm yeah. not saying that this was the case. Oh, here but we go. Okay. Whoa. Dunge fans making excuses. No, 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 no. Okay. Did it appear as though he went further to left because Barsha was kind of trying to take his line away? Mm. Did you watch it on the TV yeah. from the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't he, know if that went, could have had anything to do with it, but he, that's what I... He definitely went too far left. The mud was there. There was uh-huh. lots of mud piled right. up there. Um yeah, maybe because Barsha coming over. You know, right. Not bit. to yeah. say I'm not blaming no, no, anything no. on Barsha, but it was a left hand turn, so that's where Barsha's going to go. Right. Yeah. When you own the, when you're in the lead, you control oh, yeah. the track. You Absolutely. do what you want. So. Yep. All right, fly racing strider bike. We're giving it away. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We got a few more lines open. Like I said, Jason Wygant coming up, and uh, Andrew Short, and Jason Thomas maybe. Jason Thomas out in the world hawking the 2016 fly stuff, which will be unveiled to the world. Uh, before Washougal, they're having a fly racing's having a little get together with the media, and I'm sure there'll be releases then, um, if that, if not before then, about what it looks like, what it's going to do, and we'll see the uh, we'll see the gear in on the riders, maybe Millville, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see it really soon, and uh, should be good to see fly racing Moto 60 show. Who's this? This is Chad. Chad, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I was calling about the starter bike. Oh, we're just going to give that away to a random caller. So, oh, okay. if you don't have a question, though, it's tough to uh, tough to give it away to you, Beth. Um, well, the question is: so far, I'm hearing the rumors of Chad Reed on a Yamaha. Any any other uh, leads on that? Um, well, he doesn't have many OEMs left to um, to ride for. Um, won't be on a Kawasaki, won't be on a KTM, won't be on a Suzuki. Well, maybe on a Suzuki, but he's uh, he's definitely talking to Yamaha. I can tell you that for sure. But I think it's a long time away until uh, something happens um, for it. So, yeah, we'll have to see. He's talking to him. See what goes on. That's good. Yeah. Cool. What, what about a lot of the uh, people he had working for him? Yeah. Any, any word that they, they, they th- look in they land in anything this year uh i'm not sure about that i know i think i heard goose is retiring mike gossler he'll be done he's gonna retire so that is uh, done i wouldn't be surprised to see lars uh working for chad at his next stop wherever that is and the other guys like dean gibson shane drew oscar weirdman they're they're looking for jobs so they're all great guys though they're all pretty talented dudes i think they'll find something um you know before uh before long um maybe not now but give it a month or two so all right, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Chad. Thanks, man. Uh, let's get our first uh, guest on the line. He's uh, he's RacerX Online's uh, editor and the voice of American Motocross, Jason Wygant. Wow, was that Chad Reed himself right yeah, there? Yeah, it was Chad asking about Chad. Yeah. Oh, it was not Chad Reed, though, asking about Chad Reed. No, no. Oh. Um, but that, that would be good. Me, um, I think um, 
two years ago when, when Reed was moving on from Honda? Uh, did he not ask you what you were hearing about him to see what was going on? I don't remember. Did he? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, don't... There were Husqvarna rumors, if I, if I remember this right. Okay. It seems so foreign now. Mm-hmm. There were Husqvarna rumors, and I think he was trying to pick up on how strong those rumors were and what kind of leverage he was getting out of it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, di- I didn't. And I was in Disney World uh, watching a parade, and lo and behold, he was standing right there next to me. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, you saw yeah, him. And yeah, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, I got like 12 people over here from Australia. Then he's like, so what are you hearing? And I'm like, Husky. And he's like, oh, okay. I think he liked where that was going. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I know uh, I was tweeting that I think Alex Martin or Jeremy Martin's best chances to make some points up with these next two races, and he he blew me out on Twitter. Then he texted me. And then we, we were telling me, he was telling me what an idiot I am. And then he admitted that I was right. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for saying that on Twitter, though. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, at some point. Right, like, see, I think in that case, I think what he was doing then is I don't think he wanted to ride a Husky, but I think he knew that the more the Husky thing got out, the more Cowie would be like, oh, crap, we've signed this guy now. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, so he's, he's the only guy that can leverage this stuff to his advantage. The only guy that knows how to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, let's face it. We're good enough friends where if he told me to, hey, can you write that I'm talking to Husky? I probably would. All right, you're talking to Husky. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that for you. No problem. Totally uh, would. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. hey, so by the way, um, I'm going to save you some time, Weege, and more importantly, some money. New Terminator is not, oh. not very good. So I know you were lining up Terminator, for Terminator, the, the movie or the land? The the movie, the new Terminator. Um, I knew you were lining up for it. You were thinking about going, dropping the uh, 13 bucks or whatever, but uh, I'll save you time. Uh, I know you're a big fan of the sequels and the movies and everything else. Make-believe robots coming from the future to kill people in the present, but it's not that good. All right, too bad. I'm going to put this money back in my wallet. I was headed out the door. <laughs> I know. And can you imagine, like yourself, your wife, two kids? It's a very pricey day at the movies. So. Oh, yeah. Well, right now i got one young enough that can't go to the movie, so that anchors us all to the house. It's yeah. Awesome. yeah, good point, right? Hey, so a um, couple things. Red Bud this weekend. I say Red Bud, and you think of what? What comes to mind when I say Red Bud? Uh, everyone saying how much they like Red Bud. <laughs> yeah. it's, almost become, it's almost become automatic. Right. Response. What's the best race, Red Bud? Right. What's your favorite track, Red Bud? What is the best fans, Red Bud? It's just automatic. Yeah. Uh, Red Dog used yeah. to say... I'm not he... even sure. I'm not taking anything away from Red Bud. Yeah, yeah. But as we've said, other races have come on strong. But I think Red Bud is... It doesn't really matter what they do at this point. They could, it could be terrible for 15 years before yeah. people would start to say, Hey, wait a minute. Wait a second here. Um, yeah. yeah, Red that Dog... That was what Udilla went through. Udilla has honestly gone through. It was so good at one point mm-hmm. that it took forever for people to realize it wasn't that good anymore, and now it's getting better, but it's going to take forever for people to realize that it's gotten better again. Yeah, it's it's they got rid of a lot of rocks. The pits are better. Um, the, yeah. They don't race on it anymore, so it's not beat down. It's got some cool jumps that are safe. Uh, it's still got the iconic obstacles. You have a point there. The travel is terrible to and from it, but, I mean, you know, that's just problems for us. Yeah, yeah. Unadilla has a disadvantage there. But right now, Redbud is definitely the... The, the first one that gets set on the what's the best race list. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be. It is awesome. Yeah. But that's what always comes to mind. It's everybody's favorite race. Yeah. Red Dog used to tell me how much he loved Red Bud, and then he would proceed to suck balls there every year. And I'm like, what happened to you loving this track? Oh, it's still a good track, man. Still a good track. And I'm like, you just went 7-5. Yeah, still a good track. Okay. 
All right. So <laughs> he was. Uh, it was weird that way. But um, yeah, round seven, six rounds down. So we're halfway through the series, and uh, coming up. Here's a question for you. Uh, Cooper Webb came back this weekend, probably wished he didn't. Now, last year, he won a moto. He won the second moto. He had a crash-filled first one. But uh, Jeremy Martin won the overall uh, with a 1-2. Marvin went 4-3, and Cooper Webb won a moto. How long? Well, first of all, do you think Cooper Webb's going to win motos outright at some point this year? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. How long do you think it takes him? I mean, like I said, he won last year, so I'm like – Thinking he has good vibes for Red Bud, like everybody does. But how long do you think until he gets up to speed? Uh, I don't actually think there's. You need any time for him to get up to speed. Um, I, I think he might have actually been okay at uh, Bud's Creek, but he just had some bad circumstances. I mean, the, the weather wasn't great, and uh, I guess it was his first race back, so you give him a little bit of a mulligan. But I think honestly, if the ball had bounced a little differently at Bud's Creek, he could have even been good there. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're missing much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be like wait until you know August. Uh, I think he's ready to go right now if things work out. I mean, I don't see him just passing Marvin Muscan and just leaving him in his dust immediately. But if right. something works out, um, I could easily see him winning as soon as now. Are you with me on the uh, Jeremy Martin uh, needs to make it happen? I mean, look, Millville, he's going to be great, although he did, he lost the moto to Cooper last year there. But uh, he's got he's to start. I mean, it's only 10 points, nothing to panic. But Unadilla's coming up where Marvin's great. Washugal's coming up where Marvin's great. I think he, Marvin set the fastest time there last year. Washugal led every lap of every moto. Um, Jeremy Martin's got to make these next four motos count. Yeah, I think so. It's a little misleading, I think, at first, because when you really look at it, it's just 10 points uh, is the lead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, on any track, one huge mistake or crash uh, could change everything. Okay, we know that. But obviously, I think this season between these two has come down to they have to win on the tracks they have to win on. And Marvin, I think, blew one at the second moto at Muddy Creek. That was his track. That was his day to go 1-1. Yeah. He made a dumb move on the first lap of the second moto. She should have won that race. Should have won High Point did. Probably should have won Bud's Creek. Figured out a way to do it, uh, even with a problem. So, yeah, it's really coming down to these two strengths and weaknesses of tracks. Yes, Martin should win these you know, four motos here and, and get back in it. But I don't feel like the season's blown for him if he doesn't because, mm-hmm. man, when points are close, you're always just one huge crash away from but you. Doesn't right it, but, but doesn't it yeah. feel like, look, I'm not hitting a panic button, but doesn't it feel, yes, 10 points is 10 points, and that's the that's the math, but it feels like J- Jeremy has thrown some stuff away here lately. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know? I'll give you a, a reference. I, I said, uh, we had a television conference call yesterday, and I said, and I said the same thing on our podcast. I said, it's the first time all year I'm starting to worry a little bit. Like, I thought, I would never thought he was in jeopardy. I still thought that he was going to win the title. He was my favorite going in. And I'm like, in the end, he's still the guy. But now I'm starting to worry. He's thrown away a lot of stuff lately. Moosecans look very good. The first time I was worried, and somebody said, isn't that um, discrediting Moosecan to pretty much make it sound like Martin will only lose if he blows it himself. Mm-hmm. I don't think I meant that as an insult, but I do kind of feel like if Martin does what he should do, he should win these races, and I still think he should be champ. Yeah. But he's got to actually do that, and he's not done it much this year. I mean, he's probably had three motos or so that have really gone his way, mm-hmm. and a whole lot you're like, what's up with this? What's up yeah, with that? Yeah, like, and again, no, no, you know, uh, no offense to Alex Martin. We love him, but he threw away three points uh, with two turns to go. Um, you know, at, at Bud's Creek. Yeah, 
Right, and then he still would have won the overall. He was going to go 2-3 and still win the overall. And he fell. And then he crashed yeah. trying to get around a lap rider. He had problems with his goggles, uh, legit problems, not just mud. But I think his roll-off broke, so he couldn't see. Tried to pass a lapper, crashed. So that's a moto win and an overall he should have had. Um, they didn't get. You can only get so many of those. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, yep. Marvin is Marvin had his bad moto with his buddy AC kind of hitting him a little bit. Um but it just feels like Jeremy should have the lead, if not, you know, never mind, he ten points down. But these little things keep happening. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Here's how the year started. First moto of the year wasn't great. He killed everybody in the second moto at Hangtown. His Glen Helen rides were unbelievable, and then he was so mad that he just destroyed everybody at Colorado. And I'm like, this is the guy. Yeah, this is the guy. And who, I would have never thought that after that one one at Colorado. We'd be looking at him being down 10 points right. uh, three races later. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, let's get some phone calls. Chris, what's going on? Thanks for calling the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Um, yes. Um, I have a question about the goggles choice of many riders during either sand or uh, rain condition. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, for as Oakley, why do they choose the crowbars or the, uh, or the proven goggles? Over the air brakes. Um, it's all rider preference, you know. Some guys, uh, some guys like the uh, crowbar or whatever. Uh, I know Oakley. Some guys were fogging up with an air, with an air brake. Um, don't know why. So some guys switched. Uh, some guys love the air brake. Won't wear anything else. And uh, you know, same thing with uh, I do X brand goggles. And it was raining in the second moto, and I thought, I told Amar if it rains, run the roll offs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he chose tear offs because he, he's like I hate roll offs. Freddie Norn hates roll-offs and ran the regular goggles. So it's really all rider choice, how they fit on the face, how they, you know, what they want to do, that kind of stuff. So it's all boils down to that. Okay, that's really cool. And um, I would just like to say uh, thank you to everybody over there, Popo Mets, um, Thursdays and Monday nights, for uh, making this show possible. And you guys do an absolute great job. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for calling. You're welcome. All right. Ashley, what's happening? How are you? Hi, how are you guys? We're good. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. All right. Well, um, my question is, uh, what gear do you think most of the 450s will be hitting the Larocco Leap on? Uh, fourth. Yeah, they're fourth pretty much. Half throttle or they're, you know, up accelerating up the ramp. Okay. So, all right. All right. Um, I, I wanted to let you guys know, first of all, I do listen to you guys every Monday night with my husband. And um, he he wanted me to call today to ask that question because he's working. Mm-hmm. And he said, make sure that I wasn't going to say anything. And he just wanted me to let you guys know that I had a little stint as a Monster Girl a few years ago, Miss um, Monster Energy Cup in 2012. Huh. Huh. And so not that anyone cares. Um, he's like, tell them, you know, make sure they know. I'm like, right. okay. I'm no, it's, it's nice that Anyways, we have. Anyways, I'm really into you guys, and I really enjoy your show. Thanks very much. It's, it's like a celebrity's calling, and I like it. Monster Girls. It's oh, hard. Wow. Yeah, it's totally. Hard. Hashtag model life. Yeah, and exactly. Hashtag model life. It's hard work being a monster girl. And I could only handle a few races, and I was like, I'm out. I, yeah. I can't. No, you no. got guy, guys like Tits Legendary over there. They're busy hands, and they're fro- oh. posing for photos. It's, like, weird. I, I get it. It's very, it's very weird. It's, yeah. it's awkward. It's yeah. awkward all the way around. And then you probably have, you know, riding up your butt, the, the dress or the skirt or whatever. Who knows? Trouble. It's big, big time yeah. trouble. Yeah. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's not, I, I didn't find it to be fun yeah. at all. So I, 
Yeah, no. I didn't, I didn't do it for very long. Yeah, I don't think it pays that well either. What did it pay? No. What did it, oh, my gosh. What, what did it pay? Shit. What did it pay? Uh, $400 for <sighs> the for the day. For the for day. Saturday. Tits, for the you day. think that's okay? Tits is, like, shaking his head like that's not bad. $400. Okay. Uh, well, okay, here, I'll put it this way. You got to pay your expenses, right? I mean, you got to get there. And, and Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you get your flight, your hotel, and all that. So for me, though, to fly there, to stay, to work, and come home, then I do have a normal career during the week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, you know, just just to make $400, and for a whole day. I mean, you're thinking, okay, I don't know how, what that averages out to be per hour. Because say, let's say you start your day at noon to get out into the pits, and then by the time you get back to your hotel, it's midnight. Yeah, no, it's, so, a, it's, it's a long day. I'm, do you, I'm surprised you, you got it. You start earlier than noon, don't you? Or is that what time it really starts? Yeah, well, I mean, I would, yeah, I would get out into the pits at noon. Oh, okay. I was so, going to say that I thought yeah. longer. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a 12-hour day. It's a 12-hour yeah. day, so I, mm-hmm. whatever math that is. But, I mean, you know, so I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if that's kind of your only gig, and I think some of the other Monster Girls, they do the press conferences and things like that. So they'll get paid for half days and such. Right. So you can, if you're working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then you can, I mean, yeah, they can make pretty decent. Um, and I guess if you're thinking for your average 20-something, yeah. you know, 20-year-old girl, uh-huh. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I just, I think I was just. I have a career, and I was probably just a little bit too old, and so I was just already over it. Right. And I, I really just did it because my husband and I are, are fans, and he came home one day, and he's like, hey, you should enter this contest. And I was like, cool. And then I ended up winning, and the only thing that was cool for us is I'm like, hey, we get to go to all the races for free. Yeah. And so it was just cool for that. But, you know, I just I don't think that, you know, some of the girls that are like, oh, you know, this model life and i'm like seriously <laughs> you're not even making any money yeah like, especially I, like you're taking say you have a job uh, you know you're taking fridays off to to go to this race so you're losing money there or your boss is you know frustrated at you for losing work leaving work or whatever you know it's it's yeah yeah, yeah all that so. yeah exactly yeah so that's what i mean if you if, if it's kind of your only thing then cool yeah, yeah. i mean you have right. the time to do it so why not right we 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 would you like to make four hundred dollars though in one day for being a monster guy uh, if I could pull out a way for anyone to pay me for being a monster guy, that's a victory yeah. in itself. But <laughs> it's not just one day. You have to remember, it's really three when you consider you travel Friday, you travel Sunday, and you work Saturday. So yeah. that's what really makes it rough. It's really $400 for three saying. days because you're not doing anything Friday and yeah. Sunday. No, you have a good point. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, That's uh, what I'm saying. Yep. And, then you, and then you have spelled, you know, and they're taking out taxes. And I'm like, you know. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Not, yeah, it's not, really, it's not really all it's cracked up to be. Hmm. There we go. Well, thanks I mean, for calling. Unless, unless you're yeah. using it as a stepping stone, you know, some of the girls use. Well, the idea is to yeah, you have other model jobs Monday to th- right. Wednesday, and then you make the four hundred, and then you know you just keep going model life and, and trying to do that. But yeah, for somebody like yourself, I totally get it. Yeah, it's not that, not that not great. That great. And, and why again? You're yeah. correct in the yeah. It's half a day Friday. It's half a day Sunday. Traveling back and forth. So yeah. yeah. Um, and th- then working all week. Right. So no, but yeah, I would just. Okay. I just decided, well, this isn't really for me, and my husband and I just had a baby, and, you know, we're yeah. doing the Yeah, well, hey, you know what, though? You can, you can say it. You did it. It's cool. You know you know what it's about, and chalk it up. It's right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The coolest thing was just actually just being able to kind of be in it. What years did you do it? What years were you doing I, it? I did, um, I held the 250 board 
for the 2013 season. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know how long ago it was, so I was going to say that one of the benefits was maybe you got to meet Tim Ferry, but he was retired by then. So, I actually sat next to him on a flight, um, so I got to talk to him a little bit. That was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. Oh, that's All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. That's pretty good. Sit next to Tim Ferry. I could talk to him on a flight. Well, that's priceless. That's priceless. You know, uh, you just... There was an episode of Seinfeld once where George Costanza showed a picture of himself dating a model one time, and he instantly raised his level uh-huh. of who he could date for life. Yeah, yeah. So that's the credibility that you get. If Even if you're a monster girl one time, if you say you were, or in the case of her husband, he can now say, I am married to a monster girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how long it went or how much it paid forever, that's the level that yeah. you put yourself on. So there's something to be said for that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm married to a monster chick. Talk on that. Yeah. No, you got a good point. Pretty good. Yep. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. let's move to 450s here. Rocks and Dunge. You know, one of the things that's um, um, sneaky about Redbud is that Dungey hasn't had the best of luck there. Broken chain in 250 days. He uh, killed his battery trying to start it one time. Last year, he goes 3-3. And look, I didn't go through his complete history. I'm sure he's won there. But he's won everywhere. And Redbud is one of those places for Ryan Dungey that hasn't always gone to plan. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, there's been some motos. There was that epic 2010 moto. He was killing everyone every weekend, but Townley and Reed uh, went down the last lap with him for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I guess it hasn't been his best, but by the way, Sneaky, I had not even realized until the day of Budge Creek he had won three in a row um, at that track until this uh, second moto cost him this time. So, yeah, even Dungey does have a few higher moments than low moments, although we think of him as being level everywhere we go. So, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe the door's open. Last year, that was maybe the best ride of the year uh, for Roxon. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think everybody left Redbud just saying it's over. Roxon's the guy. Yeah. Uh, and Dungey really turned it around after it was, that. But it was, you're right. It wasn't his yeah. best race. Yeah, he went 3-3 last year, um, but he was tied for second overall with uh, two other, with uh, short with uh, Kennard and um, Eli. And um, it is one of those places that's not his way. And, I, and you're right. Redbud last year, well, I, we, you were, you and I were talking to Kenny last year after Redbud, and he was telling us how great he feels, how he just feels like he can line up and beat anybody at any time, and we talked yep. a little bit about his upcoming switch to RCH at that time. I don't know if you remember all that, but it was he was on a bicycle in the middle of the pit somewhere after the race. Yeah, no, I remember that. I don't believe he said a word about RCH. Are you kidding me? Oh. Okay, yeah, exactly. There's no way he was talking about that. The big reason, uh, the big story last year was that Villapoto actually showed up, and he did a little TV with us, and he hung out. What? And there was so much gossip surrounding the guy. So even Kenny had to weigh in a little bit Yeah. Um, about what was going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, the takeaway from that conversation really was he's like he could not, he couldn't even believe how good he felt you, and how strong he felt. And then it, and you're like, wow, it, yeah, it immediately, this, this Kenny Alton-Baker combo will never end. This is superb. <laughs> and it immediately went down after that. Red Bud was the end of his sort of great run until the Indiana, you know? Um, which was well, fun. I think he even said after that that he realizes now that it was like he had peaked, like he was in that was his peak right there, yeah. and then he started going over the top. And, and, um, and, and it he, sure looked that way. And he said that he want. I remember he specifically told me, "I wish we could do a third moto right now. I'm ready to go. Like I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped." Yeah. Um, but no, he did talk about the. Were you being sarcastic about the RCA thing? Because he did. He talked a lot I, about it. Uh, that's crazy to me. I, I did not. He actually openly talked to us about switching teams. Maybe you weren't Are you there. Sure about 
Maybe you weren't there. I was there. I was talking. I'm like, why would you leave? Why would you go? <laughs> and uh, mind-boggling. And he was oh, okay. he was telling me about the bike a little bit about how he wasn't pumped on his bike. You know, and he knows the Suzuki right. and he loves the Suzuki. So, anyways, yep. uh, Christoph Porcel, four good motos in a row, all in the mud. A little, well, a little slop. Anyways, let's say hot slop slash mud. Um, what do we what? see? What high point? High point. You're really putting a mud asterisk on uh, that slop. I'm putting some slippery slop. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Come on. Okay. Well, all right. I thought it was a little slippery for the guys and a little slimy and everything else. Um, I point was just a regular day. I don't think anyone gets a... It rained. Well, it, rained on, it rained on Friday, and it was slippery and sloppy. Look. I haven't heard the high point race this year referenced as muddy, slippery, or sloppy in any way, shape, or form until now. With this asterisk, you're applying to Porcel. Mm. You really think that's why he didn't just no. try good? There's a chance. No, no, no. My question is: is like, is this? Yeah, is this going to be a regular thing now? Is this guy got some confidence? Is he going for it now? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's totally legit. Yep. Um, and I mean, I'll give him credit. He has obviously been, and maybe it's overstated a little bit, but he has obviously been. A pain with fights set up to other teams and brands that he's ridden for. It has been a problem in the past. Um, but apparently he knows what he – I don't know if he knows exactly what he wants, mm-hmm. but when he gets it, he knows he has it, and when he doesn't have it, he knows he doesn't. And he has said – he told me it would take five races to get it this year. Yeah. Now he's saying they changed this, they changed that. It's made a huge difference. The bike is good. And I feel like everything he has said has come true on the track. So I want to give him credit and just say – I have to believe what he's saying because mm-hmm. everything he said has come true. He's saying his bike's better now. He backed it up two weeks in a row. Um, also telling, by the way, last week he finished second in the first moto, and he told us in his TV interview, he's like, I just made too many mistakes uh, to get the dungy. And it was like, oh, <laughs> like this is where we're at now. Now, he keeps saying his goal is just to finish top five every week. Yep. But it seems to me like he's now measuring himself like, hmm, how much better do I need to be to win one of these things now? Maybe I can do this. Right. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Barsha won Bud's Creek. Rode great. Been working with Buddy Antonez a little bit on riding technique. Um, do you think we see a more do – we, do we see Barsha challenge for more wins? You know, or, or is this going to be – he's third in the points which actually kind of feels like Anderson when Anderson was third in the points, and you were like, hey, look at Anderson. And now it's like, hey, look at Barsha, third in the points. Where's this, where's this win at Bud's Creek going to take them? I think everybody's better than they, they were. Uh, I think Baggins had some moments, and Anderson has been good, and I think Barsha and Porcel are legitimately better than they were. Um, but with any of them, I still have to qualify it with, you know, Dungey won the first motor by a pretty good distance Yeah, uh, when it was dry. So all anyone really has to hang their hat on against Roxton or Dungey really is there was a muddy moto one time, and one of the other guys won it. So I still need to see. They might get better, and they could build off this and improve because of it. But I think I need to see more before we think uh, the Barks is going to win more on a regular day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Or even Porcel. Um, Dungey is still could easily be very much in control. Heck, Dungey doesn't even crash on that first jump. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he even wins that second photo. And you just yeah. There's only so much to hang your hat on uh, so far. Yeah. just this, These guys are so weird with the confidence. They're such mental head cases sometimes. You know what I mean? That oh, yeah. that I feel like uh, 
Even a win in the mud, and Barsha knows it was muddy, and Barsha knows Dungy went down, it doesn't matter. These are the things that, that propel guys. Well, yeah, and um, Barsha was the first photo high point. He was actually in second when he fell down, and I think then it was like, ah, yeah, but we know Roxham was going to get him. Mm-hmm. Now he wins Bud's Creek, and now he probably rewinds to that and says, well, I already had Roxham covered that day. Mm-hmm. I already was beating him if I had just not fallen. So suddenly, yeah, everything, the entire picture, it's rose-colored glasses all around, and that's, I'm not even making fun of these guys. Yeah. We're just saying that's how it actually works. No, absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So if you're Barsha, you can take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and suddenly spin it where you're like, actually, we've been really good lately, and I can run with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still need to see it, but definitely, definitely there's improvement uh, for where he's been um, earlier in the season. Yeah, I agree. Barbara, what's going on? Thanks for calling Fly Race and Moto 60 show. I have a question. Okay. In a past show, the question was asked, if you could take someone who has never been to an outdoor, where would you take them? And you said to JT and DV, except Redbud, where would you take someone? Mm-hmm. Why did you exclude Redbud? Because hands down it's the best track, or no one in their right mind would take someone there because of the drunk? <laughs> well, that's not a bad point. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's July 4th. All of you Americans are very happy to be alive. You're in a celebratory mood. Um, it's a nice track to watch. It's uh, usually great weather, and it's packed. So that's kind of we excluded Redbud because of the atmosphere. But yeah, there are there are a few drunks around there. There's no, no there's just no, a few. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> there's no doubt in that. And if you are one of those people who just really can't be stand around, can't stand to be around uh, some of those people, then you're right. It is a rough day. So um, we talked about Denver, Colorado was uh, sneaky good. Flying to Denver, beautiful city, beautiful state. Weather is usually good for that. It's on the side of a hill. You can see a lot of the track. So Denver was one of the ones that we talked about uh, that I, I would go for. Yeah. So what about you, Weege? Uh Yeah, Denver, I think, is uh, if you have a complete outsider, I think it gives you enough of the feel of what most of the tracks are with hills. And, you know, some of the fans have a good time there. It's not Redbud level. But uh, – it also has fewer of the drawbacks. I think if you drive that crazy road up to High Point or the back roads to get to Unadilla, it automatically would raise somebody's eyebrows if they have no idea what this is about. <laughs> so I think start there. Utah goes even further, but too much in the other direction. So I think start them at a place like a, uh, Thunder Valley, and then you'll hook them. Although, I don't know how many people would really be against the drunk thing at Redbud. That would actually be a selling point to... Probably 60%. It doesn't sound like, dunk, not to Barbara, it's though. July 4th weekend. It doesn't huh? sound like it to Barbara, the drunk thing. It's not a sell, selling point, <laughs> is it? I like yeah, it, but I'll be one. there this weekend. Oh, you see? Will you will you be partaking for the 4th of July? Yes, I will. Will you be one of the yeah, girls in a bikini, walking around all day in a bikini? Because that's hardcore. I possibly could be, as long as the weather's nice. You never know. Oh, that's hardcore, those girls. I'm like, oh, all day <laughs> long in a bikini. Wow. Yeah, red, white, and blue, like literally all over. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks, Barbara. Burn. Thanks for calling. Hey, I have one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Is there any way I could get some red bud tickets from you guys? I gave them all away on Monday's show. I'm sorry. We had four four oh. sets courtesy of Hot Cams. I, I'm out. I don't have nothing. Maybe Wygant can give you tickets. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I would like to hook you up at Danny Stevenson and ask me if I can get him a mechanics pass, which I don't even have the power to do. So now I'm really in a bind. Yeah. So, uh, Sorry, Barbara. No problem. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. I appreciate it. All right, thank thank you. you. 
Uh, yeah, one of those um, um, one of those things. Uh, Why well, again? Mechanics pass. Denny Stevenson wants a mechanics pass. Um, well, he asked me. He's like, if you give me a media pass, can I pit board in the mechanics area? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? what? No, you can't. No, I can't answer yeah. that question. I have no answer for you. I can answer it. You can't. So, um, but I mean, Jeff Canfield and the AMA guys. It's Denny Stevenson. He won a Supercross title. Give him a mechanics pass. Um, well, he's going to Pittsburgh for Cody Gilmore, so this is an official thing. I don't know if they just let this stuff slide. Like, if you're a mechanic, I think they say, "Well, this is how much it costs." I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, one of those things. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do. Well, by the way, Ashley, the Monster Girl, called back. She asked for the Strider bike, the Fly Racing Strider bike, and because. She told us uh, her story of uh, the the life of a monster girl. We gave it to her. I thought that was pretty good. So, um, oh, that's cool. Plus, I mean, she was being underpaid for so long. I mean, you got to hook her up with some free stuff. Yeah, fly, flyracing dot com giving away the Strider bike. Ashley won it. Uh, Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. What's going on? We don't have you for too long, but I, I do want to no. get I want to get you on the line here. How's the twenty sixteen yeah. Fly Racing uh, promo tour going? Oh, we're. Uh... Moving right along. Different city every day, so it's pretty crazy, to be honest with you. You're like Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar. Uh, I don't really necessarily think that's true. Yeah, you're probably getting um, blood transfusions as we speak. <laughs> Mike Lance Armstrong? Right. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, JT, when will the guys be in the new gear? Do you have a race yet? Do, you, do we know? When can guys look forward uh, to that? Yeah, I think it's going to be at Washougal. I don't know if I'm at Liberty to even announce that, but they'll be in at Washougal. So. Wow, well, you'll – okay, but – There'll be photos all over on Friday night for the little launch party. So, yeah, I don't know. If I'm a little bit to talk about that either. But apparently, we're just going to go out with everything. Yeah, no, the new flag. I already said it. I thought we could talk about that. Look, they're coming out with new gear. It's a very exciting. You day. thought we could, but you don't check with anybody. You just go with it. That, uh, tits, yeah. tits, tits told me I could. Hey, um, but listen, uh, you know what's coming up? Both of you guys, the motocross the nations in France, Team USA, looking to avenge their three-year defeat. Weech, who's your Team USA right now, if you had to pick, if you're Roger DeCoster? Well, I know we wanted to see a 450 guy race a 250, but I don't think they have enough options to do that. So, J-Mart is going to have to be, uh, and Dungy, obviously. Um, to me, the guy that you should pick, and I hope this happens, just to hear Coy Gibbs' take on it, it should be Barsha. <laughs> And I cannot wait to hear Coy get here that he has to spend his own money to send a team and rider over uh, to the donation. Right, right. Um, would you just go with whoever is third, though? Like, Barsha's third in the points, Weege. But if Baggett gets it, if Anderson gets it, do you just send the third-place guy? Yeah, but you got to have a deadline date of when that third place uh, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I think right around now is when they really start. I think, what is it, between now and Unadilla? We've seen it announced. So it used to be Red Bud sometimes. I mean... You can't wait to the end of the season, so well, they're going to have to decide quick. Marsha's done it twice, and he was fast both times he went. He's no slouch over there. So you would just go with the third-place guy at whatever date that we need to be at? Uh, I don't know if you can do that. I think it depends. The calendar okay, is too so you, weird. I, I okay, okay. So you're Marsha's just third right now. Yep. He's gone before he's done well. That's your guy. All right, JT, what do you think? I think you have to uh, look at the points and then situationally as well. Uh, but I, I really can't argue against Barsha at the moment. Just you know, he's got the experience; he knows this type of situation, and Baggett does as well. Uh, but Barsha has been strong. Uh, Baggett hasn't fared all that well in Europe from you know the races I've seen. Uh, and if Barsha continues to ride at the level that he's 
showing, and obviously he just won the last race. I have no problem with sending Marsha. It seems like he's uh, the best pick. Unfortunately, I think that Kennard could be a great pick. It's just taking him longer to get back, so I don't think he'll be eligible. See, I, I think you – I know from, you know, Team Canada that they announced the team, you know, much later. So I don't. Yeah, you need to just disqualify that from all of it. Well, I'm just, there's no. The deadline is just the deadline for what we put on it. The 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 uStream deadline to file a team is not until I believe September 1st or whatever. Whenever the press release comes out with these are the official teams, I think this whole deadline thing is an, is just an internal Team USA deadline that doesn't need to be there. Well, I think the teams are putting pressure on on the Team USA that the OEM teams are putting team, uh, pressure on Team USA to give them a deadline. Well. So. Look, our team selection is broken three years in a row. It's not worked. So let's see what Trey can do. Millville is the date. Let's see how he is. Last year, the guy ripped off, you know, six out of, what did he win? Four out of the last eight motos uh, of the year. What if, he comes the last back, what if he comes back and does that again? Put him on the it's team. It's team, bro. It's teams and bikes and getting the stuff shipped over and ready and getting everybody traveled. We, up. That's, it's that's the end of, you have, until, you have until September 1st to ship things over. It takes about three weeks to get things shipped over. September 1st, you'd be fine. You'd be fine with August 15th. You'd be fine with August 15th to pick the team. Why do it now? Why go... Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. right around Unadilla, right? Uh, August 15th is... Uh, yeah, I think it's Dilla-ish. Right. It's near the end of the series. Our, our, it ends in 22nd, so... Yeah, it is. Um, so let's, let's wait. Let's see what Canard can do. Maybe put him on the small bike. You know, I, I don't. I don't get this. I, if you're just gonna just once again go third place, Justin Barsha and Jeremy Martin, you're the first American in two DFs. I think you're looking. I think you're looking to, uh, you know, not send the best team again. So that's just. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be pumped on that. What about Baggett on a small bike? I guess Suzuki really doesn't have one. But they could. They yeah, you keep harping on this guys moving down. It's not gonna happen. Well, okay. Well, I just don't, I just don't think that's gonna happen. You keep repeating the same mistakes. You keep getting the same results. USA losing. I, I I don't care what position, what place we get at the race. I just don't see that scenario happening. I'm sorry. Oh, but you do care very much about Team USA. And I do. I'm just care. saying I don't think that's going to matter. I don't think it matters what place we get at the race. Those guys aren't going to move back down. So we just do the same thing. We just, I, I don't know. I spoke to uh, a couple of riders that said they'd have no problem jumping on a smaller bike. Who, Phil Nicoletti? No, Eli Tomac told me. I, he'd ride a 250F yeah, okay. all day long. Sure. Yeah, right. He, he's going to move down. He would not have moved down if you asked him to move down this year. He said he would have no problem moving down to two fifties for the motocross nations. Now, if he was on a, if he was as dominant on a four fifty as we'd seen him, oh, I so think, now it's, now it's situational. Well, if Eli Tomac is winning a bunch of motos and he's leading the points like he was at the beginning of the year, then you don't ask him to move down. You leave him on the four uh, fifties. But you want, who are you going to tell Dungey that was Supercross champ? Uh, Trey Kennard. Hey, Geico Honda. Would you mind riding a Geico Honda two fifty F? I think Trey would, would do it. I think he'd be fine with that. That's the most important thing is getting America the win, and we've seen the 250 guy haven't been the strongest. So, I think, I think you would run into more resistance than you are, you are leading on. Okay. Well, uh, I also spoke to Dan Bentley about it. He seemed okay. Well, it, Dan so. doesn't have to ride, so yeah, well, that's Dan, great for Dan. Dan has I don't think get, Dan would do very well out there on a 250 Dan has to get the bike ready. So Dan would have to uh, get I don't, the, I don't think so. I think Dan has to probably tell people to get the bike ready. Okay, well, uh, they can do that, J- JT. They're Honda, so it's fine. <laughs>
I don't know. I just think that uh, putting the same old, same not, old not, guys. Yeah. Well, you know, you're being, you know, just anything I say. If I, I said blue, you'd happen. say red. I'm not, arguing, so. I'm not arguing with your philosophy. I just don't think that's practically ever going to happen. Like, it's, it's just not reality. I'm sorry. That's, that's it's what I not reality. Wow. Okay. No, I, that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. It's just All not right. going to happen. All right. Yeah, Please, you, what do you think? Is that, is that really going to happen? Guys are just going to start moving down? I think it should, but I don't think it will. Right, that's what it actually saying. comes down I, to I, making I, it happen, okay, actually well, doing it. I yeah. don't think anyone actually Okay, does. well, I spoke to Dan Bentley, Eli Tomac, Jake Weimer, and Roger DeCosta all about it, and they've all thought that it would work and people would do it and whatever. And I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying stamp it, but I've talked to people about this. It seems like it could be an option. It wouldn't just be something that would be stonewalled, a la what JT says. So maybe that's I know, what goes I'm on. I'm saying I agree with your philosophy. I'm just saying at the end of the day, like, once the, we show up and we go racing, I don't think that that's going to happen for a variety of reasons. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't think it ever happens. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, so you would go Barsha, Dungey, and J-Mart. Both of you guys think that's, the, uh, that's what is going to happen or that's what you would do? Something like that, yeah. I mean, there's, there's still a few races to decide this thing, I, I believe. Uh, but that, that looks like a very likely team at this point. What about sending Anderson? What about Jason Anderson? If he's third in the points, would you send him? I, the only reason I would say no is because of his lack of experience in this type of event, and he doesn't have a ton of 450 experience uh, in general. So that, that would be, I would say no only for those reasons. His riding seems to be fine. He's, right. you know, he's been a bit inconsistent, um, but he's been, you know, he's been great at times too. So well, he's got. If I had to. If I had to pick between those two, I would just pick Barsha because it's such a unique event, and there's a lot of different elements about that event that, that don't happen in the USA, you know, just one-off events. You have to ride smart and not make mistakes and not throw motos away and all that type of stuff. So I would just feel more comfortable with Barsha. Uh, even if he was 1% slower, I feel a little bit more comfortable in that scenario. Weege. Yep. What about Stu? What about Stu? <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen there. Why would you just laugh? It's Stu, bro. Okay, so he's technically eligible to race the last two nationals. He's not going to do that, but he would race the nation. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because, okay. <laughs> I mean, he could race. Out of the calendar, he could race Utah and Indiana. Right. He said all along he's not going to train all summer long and test and train all summer long to race two weekends. Mm-hmm. There's literally no point to that. But he would come back for the nations. Put him on a 125. He'll do it. Yeah. And there you go. Boom. You're telling me the world would want to see Stu on an RM 125? Uh, on a 125? Yeah. yeah uh, I don't want to see him on a 125. Because he was amazing on a 125. He was yeah, amazing. It would, it, would go, it would go poorly for us. Okay. All right. Well, hey, why again? Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Oh, I hope it's Barsha just to hear Coy here that he's going to have to send whatever, <laughs> 60 grand or something to make this happen. Right, Johnny, Johnny and everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know they race Paris Supercross every year, but Coy is very um, outspoken about certain events. Right. Uh, motocross, Europe, GPs. I don't think he's uh, really up on that scene. Right. All right. Thanks, Weech. All right. Thanks. JT, thank you, man. We're going to go. We're going to we're going to show on the other line. Uh, good luck selling the gear. Thanks, bud. All right, man. All right. Thanks, see you. Uh, also on the line, uh, uh, we'll talk to him about his recovery. He's BTO Sports KTM's Andrew Short. Shorty, what's up? 
Uh, hanging out at Glen Helen, um, sweating, <laughs> hot, and uh, enjoying uh, getting back on the bike. Glen Helen on a Thursday sounds like a joy. Sounds like just yep. a, <laughs> an amazing. The usuals are out here. Right, so right. Imagine. Uh, how's the yep. recovery going? How's that going? Are we still looking at Millville? That was the the word or the rumors on the street. But how's that? talk about it? How's it going? Yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, Millville's July 18th. The countdown's coming really quick. So mm-hmm. my knee itself healed really well. I've been having an allergic reaction to the internal stitches, which has caused a lot of swelling in my knee. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of delayed a lot of things. So my fitness is definitely lacking. I think I'll struggle for quite a bit. Yeah, but if I wait any longer, the series is going to be over. So I feel. Like I owe it to uh, KTM and BTO, BTO Sports, and also Fly, you know. Yeah. People that support me to be out there on the track. And for me, now that I'm getting older, I don't want to waste any time. If I can go race, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I definitely don't want to be at home on the couch. So I've been going crazy. Yeah, really, right? Uh, well, you got you got Millville, and then you got Washougal, then another break. So a little more break to get up, and then three in a row. So you do have a little bit of maybe the first two races is a bit of a struggle, and you, um, you go from there, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited. We have uh, we've been out here in California testing my KTM. They have a new air suspension update uh, yeah. for motocross, and uh, one of the guys from Europe came over, and along with the WP USA guys, uh, we've been working on that. And I, I really enjoy the new bike outdoors. I, I haven't got to ride ride it very much. Yeah, uh, I did a majority of the testing on a Supercross track, so there was a lot of um, you know focus on that. But it's a, I think it's going to be a great asset for me mm-hmm. once we start out outdoors. 702-586-757. You have a question for uh, BTO Sports Fly Racing's Andrew Short on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Uh, we have the uh, the great Andrew Short on the line. So, um, yeah, when did you start getting at it? Like, how, how, how bad is your fitness, or how does it how hard is it to get going again after so much time off? I mean, I, you know, you've done 800 races in your career, but still, I guess it's tough, right? Yeah, no, my speed isn't very good. The hardest part, like I said, is I was having a, uh, that – uh, allergic reaction yeah. my knee would get really big some days i'd wake up and i couldn't ride you know for two three days yeah so so no bicycling none a, of that right no bicycling yeah well yeah. when when you have a time set in your head that you think you can start riding and you get there and you can't that's frustrating so mm-hmm. um i love to ride and i'm just trying to make the most of it right what's your thoughts on the series so far let's start with 450 uh kenny roxon's battled a back injury early on then he was sick this weekend your uh, KTM teammate, quasi teammate Dungey's got a nice lead in the series, and the battle for third between uh, Blake Bagga, Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha, maybe Porcel has been pretty exciting. But what's your take on the 450 class so far? Yeah, like you said, there's a, a lot of depth at third through tenth place, and I think that's created good racing and uh, people going for it. You know, they're getting challenged, and you see people making mistakes and. I think from the fans' perspective, if you're at the race, and uh, there's got to be a lot of battles going on that we don't necessarily see on TV. Right. So I think a lot of guys are pushing, and um, in terms of the 450 class outdoors, it seems like there's a good battle. And some of the past years, a lot of people have been injured, and mm-hmm. this year's a little, you could say the same, you know, and with RB uh, changing courses, but... Um, it, it's just cool to see the progression, and I think that's something I'm going to battle. Those guys have been racing hard for a long time, and yeah. to get to that level that they're at is going to take a few races. Especially getting a whole shot right off the bat, which you, you'll probably do. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. That might, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. And 250 class, what's your thoughts on that? We have um, Marvin, um, again, your quasi-teammate, and, and Jeremy Martin. They've got a nice lead on third. It's a big battle for third between a bunch of guys, but 
Marvin and Jeremy have so far have been proven to be uh, the class of the field in that class. Yeah, I think their technique and the way they're riding uh, is going to transition them really well to the 450 class. They mm-hmm. have a great technique and aggression, and they're on a whole other level. And then I think Cincerello, he'll catch on, and a few of those other younger kids, they're they're not far off, but they're definitely a quick off um, mm-hmm. the top guy's pace. So it's cool to see a bowl series, uh, you know, and how they're transforming and, and coming along. Are you surprised at Marvin, how good he's been, or no. is this not a surprise to you? I think he's finally healthy, you know. Last year he was he was battling injuries at the beginning of the season with his shoulder and whatnot. And right. I think that's what that that's what happens, you know, you just continue to keep stepping up and I think his training program along with the team that he's on with KTM, I think all those things are important and you can see the results paying off. What um uh going forward from here, uh what what would you pick for the motocross nations team? We just had a big debate. Who would you pick? Oh man. I mean, as a former I, team member, done, yeah. I think you can't set against him. And then, oh, I don't know. I don't even know who's there. I think once Tomac got hurt, that right. changed the whole dynamic and along with RV. So I think there's too many uncertainties. And honestly, Rogers, like five feet behind me, you could probably ask him. He'd have a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, ask him who he's picking right now. Um, uh, yeah. Let me know. Who's your biggest surprise in 250 class? Who's the one guy that you uh, surprised at? I, I I might go Christian Craig, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say Alex Martin, but Christian Craig, I think he has a Kevin Wyndham-esque riding style, and mm-hmm. coming off the couch and hopping in that pace was impressive. And I think it shows his willpower and motivation that he has. And, um, and so, yeah, that's different. I think those two, it's pretty right. impressive. Where Alex maybe has a little more experience and age on his side. Yeah. And um, how about Pike at the beginning of the year, man? He was charging. So yeah, it, it, it depends on the week in the 450 class. Who impresses? How does a guy like Alex Martin, who's been pro since I think 08 or 09, how does he get so much better? Is it just a program? I mean, you talk to him and he's like, "Look, I got a good bike. The team is good. For the first time, he's got stability, um, and he's able to train during the week. And you know, obviously, riding with his brother. But what do you think? How does the guy get so much better?" So and it's all in your head. I think you've been around it enough <laughs> yeah. uh, to know that if the rider's head's in the right spot and they feel confident in the confident mm-hmm. in the program they have around them, then everything just clicks. And as soon as you're missing that, then uh, everything goes out the window. So yeah. um, obviously in his head he feels like he, he deserves to be there and he expects himself to get those results, and you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other guys you can see who's struggling and they're throwing probably everything at the bike and they're riding and training during the week and nothing seems to work. So right. I think with racing, the easiest thing to change is the rider and, uh, in the mentality, I think if you believe in something that's uh, pretty strong. Well, that's why we were talking about Barsha, like yeah, muddy and yeah, dungy crash, but a win is a win. And this could really help Barsha out. Yeah. But I think the thing that will go against that is, uh, the conditions were, we're pretty far from normal, mm-hmm. and so he has that in the back of his head too. If it was a normal Bud's Creek and he put the whooping on him like he did, then yeah, I yep. would say he would be flexing. But right. um, there's kind of like an asterisk next to it, so he has a lot to prove this week and see if he can back it up. We got a phone call for you. I think you probably know who it's from. We got a few phone calls, but the number one guy that called in, Moser. What's up? How's it going, guys? We're good. Thanks for calling the show. Yeah. How's it going, Shorty? Good, man. Good to hear your voice. So, uh, you keep talking about how you think we should have a rider drop down to a 250 and send over 
like the best riders and have them say, drop down. I'm like, what do you think of that idea for motocross this nation? Would you drop down, Shorty, to to the F to ride for Team USA? I think that'd be a big challenge. I, I wouldn't want to handicap anybody. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that'd be a great honor. And I think anybody that's ever been to that race would, uh, if you know, they're asked to do it, they'd always want to go and be a part of it. So it's uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity and. For me, when it happened in Colorado, it was uh, the, all the stars aligned, and it was something I'll never forget. But dropping to a 250 might be pretty difficult at this point in my career. Well, for you maybe, but for a guy like uh, Blake Baggett or Eli Tomac, yeah. say you're healthy, you know? Or like Stu or somebody like that, you know, that has that aggression. And right. If you get in the proper amount of time, even Tomac, I think, would be somebody that could adapt uh, really well and be successful with it. Yeah. Anything else? One more yeah, one more quick question. So once, you know, like most people, you know, they sit on the couch or let's say like a, a guy like me that rides a handful of times a year, um, you know, my hands are just ruined as soon as I start riding again. Is that the same for you, even though you've got years off the bike, as soon as you've got a couple weeks on the couch, your hands lose all that, you know, all your calluses and whatnot? Shorty? Hey, Steve, I, I can barely hear Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Moser asked uh, about uh, getting uh, like getting on the couch for so long and your hands get soft and the calluses go away, and how do you get them in shape for riding again? <laughs> Lots of weed eating around the farm. At least that's what my wife tells me. But yeah. uh, nothing replaces riding fitness. I think anybody knows that. You can work out in the gym or ride bicycles all you want, and then you get on the bicycle and on the motorcycle, and it just, nothing transfers over. So Yeah. But I think when you haven't been able to ride and you've been sitting on the couch for so long, the motivation and um, you have a you know whole new outlook and um, and I think that helps. You know, it keeps uh, so it all equals out in the end. There you go, Moser. Thanks for calling. All right, thanks. Yeah, see you. What you go? See you, Moser. Hey, Andrew, thanks for taking time at Glen Helen for our show. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck in your comeback and everything else. Can't wait to see you at Millville. And uh, yeah, it should be good to see see the twenty nine back on the track. Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. All I appreciate right. it. Thanks see, for having me on. See ya. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. That is the great Andrew Short. Thanks for your calls today. Thanks to Ashley. We know all about uh, Monster Girl life. Barbara, too. Gave away a Fly Strider bike to Ashley. Should be good times for that. Tits, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. And uh, thanks for your calls and everything else. We're taking next week off because there's no race, but we'll be back uh, before Millville to talk more race and Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. See ya.